are listening to the Cock and Bull Podcast, a weekly comedy and history podcast brought to you by me, Spencer Faust, and my older brother, Nathan Faust. The- Hi, I'm taking control. Oh, this is okay. my time. All right. Welcome. Take this might be a thing. It might not be a thing. But I saw this in the world, and therefore, you all have to know it as well. Oh, so, okay. Welcome. So we have to share Wel- it in your curse. Welcome to my therapy session. <clears throat> May 13th, roughly, 1860. Ooh, good good year for sh- bad shit. <laughs> Evander Barry Wall was born in New York City. Uh-huh, good town. Mm-hmm. Good hip hopping mm-hmm. in the big the big apple. A total in town, a place I was born. Yes, indeed. We share that in common. Uh Evander was the son of Charles Wall and Elizabeth A Wall, uh and his siblings siblings were James Wall and Louise Barry Wall Ledoux. Ooh, are these the folks that invented the wall? <laughs> I, I, they might think they did. They might think they did. Uh, Evander was raised as a wealthy New Yorker. Mm. So sort of like Donald Trump. Mm. Mm. It's familiar, but not too familiar. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, at the age of 16, he owned his first racehorse. Are we just going to get into all the rich shit he did? Like, and at age, not, at age not 12, really. he opened his first trust fund. Not not really. It's weird of all the things that they thought to mention about him in this article. That's the one. They felt it was very necessary. At age 16, he owned his first racehorse. Well, what else do I need to know about him? Well, he inherited $2 million before the age of 22. Mm. Mm. Hold on. I, you said uh-huh. that while I was trying to drink something. That's not fair. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, well, that, yeah, million? welcome. Two million in eighteen in eighteen eighties money. That's a lot of fucking money. It is. As a result, he became a leader of the American Cafe Society, which is just described as a group of rich socialites. <laughs> American Cafe Society. Is this Doctor Starbucks? Am I going to hear the origin story? Uh, of- it, it's an it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. So did Wall they set was, up the the what the ordinances of owning coffee shops? I what, what's his deal? What's going on? <laughs> Well, uh, Mr. Wall was a bit of a clothes horse. What does that mean? <laughs> That's a good question. If you were to follow clothes horse, the most uh, the most close synonym for it would be a fop. I, re- I is he okay? I'm not trying to be insensitive. Are you saying he's gay? Is that what's happening? No, here? I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he is a, a bit of a, a dandy, if you will. Okay, a bit of a, a, a bit of a poppin' jay. He's okay. No, this is just still sounding gay. I don't know what or you're ni- saying. <laughs> or a ninny. Okay, all of these are gay. Fairy? Would you say fairy? I would not. I would say a coxcomb. What about twink? <laughs> fashion monger? You? How about a fashion monger? All, all okay. He just... Th- now, this is the first... So, so that being said, I'm going to send you the first uh, of the related images for this uh, for this context. This is... The first picture of our fine gentleman. It is not an actual picture. It's more of a caricature, if you will. More of a a, a, a lithograph. This dude looks so, like what I think Digby dressed as during war. Okay, very good. <laughs> yes. that's. Uh, you have to know that I was staring at this while you are talking about Digby, so I, I very much... <laughs> This is how I envision Digby. It's very for, fo- uh, for folks at home, it looks like Mary Poppins' coat on top of Sherlock Holmes's suit. With a bow tie. With a bow tie and a bowler. With a bow tie and a bowler and some very pointy shoes. Very, uh, quite pointed shoes. Quite pointed shoes. He's fit for both bowling and tap dancing. <laughs> he generally wore a very extraordinary costume. 
uh, such as a dust coat of reddish Havana brown, a suit made of a large gray shepherd plaid check, extremely wide trousers tapered at the ankle, and turned up several inches to display white spats and highly varnished shoes. Extremely wide trousers? What? <laughs> What is it? A startling striped shirt in red and sky blue with very high false collar of a pattern different from the shirts. This guy's striped... mixed far too many patterns. <laughs> a striped vest and a widely spread cravat. I wouldn't call myself a fashionista, but he sounds like he looks like a dipshit. <laughs> he was popularly credited with the possession of over 500 trousers and 5,000 neckties. That's not what, th th listen, there's bad things to be known for, but I'm just going to say that's not cool. Like, it's, not that I'm saying it's evil, he's not, he's not infamous, that's just a fucking lame thing to be known for. <laughs> now, if that's a lame thing to be known for, I'm about to tell you the thing he's actually known for, uh, and the thing that brought this gentleman to my attention. Now, I'm going to send you one more picture, and oh tell me the second you have it. Oh boy, um, uh... Okay, I've got it. What the okay. fuck? Welcome to the King of the Dudes. Um, is that his official title? Yes, sir. <laughs> Wall was first proclaimed the King of the Dudes, capital K, capital D, at the resort town of Long Branch, New Jersey in the summer of 1883. Where nothing, there was nothing better to be done. Wait, was he, hang on, King of the Dudes. So like... He was he was opening up beers with Kavanaugh and, and just skateboarding through Central Park. What's what is, what is uh, happening? Explain. No. Ah uh, well, uh, I can't. So I'm gonna jump to the next sentence. Wall was what? again <laughs> proclaimed King of the Dudes in 1888 by the New York American newspaper. A journalist named Blakely Hall judged that Wall had won the Battle of the Dudes I'm against Robert Bob Hilliard, another sartorial dude. Stop. When during the March blizzard of 1888, Stop. he strode into a bar in gleaning boots of patent leather that went to his hips. Stop. What the fuck are you talking about? Battle of the Dudes. He he beat the other potential candidate of the dude. What is this? I don't this? know, but during the March blizzard of 1888, he strode into a bar wearing gleaming boots of patent leather that went to his hips. Nathan, you can't do this. You can't just tell me he was the king of the... That's not how the show works. You can't nevertheless, just... nevertheless, some historians still consider it was Hilliard who won that dude battle. What? What is, what is this about? <laughs> what is the metrics for becoming king of the dudes? What ha what, what was lost in the battle of the dudes? Were lives lost? It sounds like gang violence or a fashion war. I can't, well, is this the butter battle? I can tell you, I can tell you, Spencer, would you describe the picture that I sent you? Because this is the, uh, this is what Barry wore in 1888 at the time of the battle of the dudes. I don't understand what is happening is he so he dresses like a fucking maniac and he becomes king of the dudes and we don't understand what that means at all nope there is no context for that sentence you can't nathan you couldn't have done an ounce more of googling this i trust me i tried next sentence wall won another fashion contest in august of 1888 in saratoga springs uh -huh. to win a bet to win a bet against John Betamillion Gates, Walt changed clothes 40 times between breakfast and dinner. 
I okay is King of the Dudes just just like shorthand for craziest motherfucker in upstate New York? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he appeared on the racetrack in one flashy ensemble after another until exhausted but victorious. He at last entered the ballroom of the United States Hotel in faultless evening attire. What does that mean? <laughs> It's basically the uh, pose-off from Zoolander, I think. He's, so he's just, he's at, he's at He the just races. wears a lot of clothes. He, he just, just wears, wears a lot of clothes. He just wears a lot of clothes in a short he amount appeared, of time. The racetrack in this sentence is more, uh, would be more accurately described as a catwalk. Okay. He okay. basically, he basically wore a lot, he did a lot of costume changes really quickly. And when you say the racetrack though, it's like they're, they're occupying another event. Oh, right. yeah. They're turning oh, yeah. a horse race into the Battle of the Dudes. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So what I'm gleaning here is that maybe dude battling is wearing a lot of clothes in, in a short amount of time. It's Your like guess. A, your guess is literally as good as anyone's. I just it's never described. It's tantric outfit swapping. I don't... It, it's never defined. It's never explained. It's just said like a thing that you should know. Some things are lost to history, such as the the fire of the Library of Alexandria, and I feel like there's some there's some artifact of history that we didn't successfully salvage that would have given me any minute a gossamer teardrop of context as to what is happening right now. Ever the fashion leader, Mr. Wall is credited for having been the first person the, in the United States to wear a dinner jacket to a ball. There's more sentences. You just keep having more sentences that are strange. Oh, there's more sentences. He was the first one to wear a tuxedo to a ball. It was an all-white tuxedo. He was the first man to wear a tuxedo to a ball. Yep. Cool. In 1912, <laughs> he said that New York was only fit for businessmen and fucked off to Paris. Uh... Okay, and when he says that, he says, I am not a businessman. I am better than a businessman. I'm going to Paris. Uh-huh. Okay. In Paris, in Paris, him and his wife were famous members of the social elite. There's a curveball for you. Wow, color me surprised. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. This man his can so only get erect if he's doing things that confuse poor people. Uh-huh. He also has a wife. That was the confusing part of that sentence. Oh no! Yeah, I, that's there's some there's some incestuous shit going on. That's probably his sister. They lived in a suite in the Hotel Mori with a consecutive string of Chow dogs named Chi Chi or Toy Toy. Sure, Ch hang on, Chi Chi or Toy Toy. Yeah, they never could really nail it down. Wall always dined at the Ritz with his dog, whose collar and ties were made by Charvet in the same style as his master's. You have numbed yes, me. The dog's wearing a tie to dinner. You have numbed me. These are normal things now. Yep. This is why the French have revolutions, because the poor man saves up month after month and his grueling job producing spam in a small little factory, and, and he's also got a third job where he's making yarn in a hot, sweaty factory. Like, every one of his jobs is making a minute thing, but he still looks like he's working in the boiler room of the Titanic. He saves up month after month. He takes his darling wife, who's covered in coal, out to dinner. And two tables over is a man who's been doing this every night for the past three years, and also his pet chow chows have ties. This is why the French revolt so often. <laughs> this is why they revolt. 
they really do. They, they their rich really haven't nailed down uh, uh, keeping it on the down low uh, in front of the peasants. They really haven't. Uh, Wall wrote his memoirs in his late seventies, and they were published after his death in nineteen forty. Uh, his his memoirs titled "Neither Pest Nor Puritan." Hmm. Wall ascribed mm. his Wall ascribed his longevity again. The guy was seventy. It's not like he lived to one hundred and twelve. Uh, Still, to the fact he was born in the eighteen sixties. Like, I mean, he's a god. He's a god amongst men. <laughs> to, well, I I mean, kind of. I feel like Digby was born around the same time. Yeah, yeah. Digby made it to ninety three. Yeah, exactly. In neither pest nor puritan, Wall described his longevity uh, to the fact that he never saw physicians and always drank champagne instead of water. That's not that's not a okay correlation doesn't equal causation. Someone asks you, "How did you live to be so old, Mr. Wall?" Just because you haven't been to a doctor doesn't mean that's the reason you lived so long. <laughs> well, he, he he said that there are more old drunks than there are old doctors. So there's that. King of the dudes. This gentleman that had uh, inherited two million uh, in 1860 money died with only twelve thousand dollars, squandering nearly every cent on earthly pleasures. He said, "That uh, is uh, Evander Barry Wall, king of the dudes." Can I just say that is the that is the best case scenario if you give someone a shit ton of money? Because the alternative is what we have now, which is where the elite get all this money and they save it, and they just keep passing it on to their shitty kids who also save it and keep passing it on. God damn it, we need just one ultra billionaire to spend all of his fucking money so that the dude who makes dog ties can finally move his small business up. <laughs> also, if you'd like to refer to your phone one last time, uh, yeah, for, I'd a love pi- to. for a picture of uh, of Mr. Wall and Chi Chi. Allow me to just take a little look. Simply, simply, it, this belongs mm-hmm. on a stamp. It belongs yep. on a stamp. Yep. It's a. He doesn't look as girthy as all the other pictures make him out to be. Two of the well, pictures you you've sent me, he looks like the fucking penguin. <laughs> you also have to understand that those aren't pictures; those are uh, paintings. Uh, oh, or, yeah, or well, caricatures valid. of some sort. So that is yes. But in the one, I'm convinced in that middle one uh, where he was actually king of the dudes. That was during his uh, his <laughs> sartorial battle where he had to wear forty outfits, and he was really just wearing them all on top of each other. He's, He's really. Like a, He's, He's the a dude s- from that 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 fucking Weezer music video. Puts on all the shirts. Exactly. He's literally just a, a twig. Look at his legs. He's a twig thin man wearing forty five different top. Yeah, coats. for sure, for sure, absolutely. I'm glad that he squandered all of his two million dollars on on earthly possessions because there's a King. lot of clothing makers that made their fortune thanks to this man. King of the dudes. King. Of the dudes, whatever the fuck that means. I invite you. Yeah, I tried. I genuinely tried to find out, guys. Like, I'm not just, it just, it never gets explained. They just talk about it like you should know about it. I invite uh, you. I needed everyone else to watch this version of The Ring with me so that I'm not the only one going insane. Email cockandbullpodcast at gmail.com if you know what that means. I'm not (laughs) offering you a cash prize. I have nothing. But just, just understand you can save me a lot of stress. You can save me sleepless nights. Yeah, it's really, it just doesn't make any goddamn sense. This has been the Cock and Bull Podcast Weekly Comedy. We hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoy making it. You can catch us every Wednesday, except for when you can't. Uh, we want to thank Driftless Pony Club for allowing us to use their song, There Were Buffalo on the Ark, comes off the album Cholera. 
Uh, and you can you can catch us next week. You know what? We we hope you're looking forward to it because damn it, I am too. Uh, Whoop. Goodbye. Bye. I'm not